0: Parshas boy. Parshas boy. We have this week, we have this week the Gewaldiga Makkah, amongst the others that are mentioned in this week's parasha, the Maka of Choshech. the Makkah of Choyshech, the Makkah of Darkness, where as Chazal explained to us in a very clear way. The Mitzrayim had complete darkness, whereas the Yidden had light. They were able to see wherever they were. It was a tremendous thing Just imagine being there and just witnessing it with your own eyes. That As a Yid, you walk around and wherever you walk. It's illuminated. It's light. It's clear. It's bright. And there's people over there, Mitzrayim, who, who literally cannot see anything. It's actually an amazing, amazing thing. And the way that the Torah describes this Makkah, I just want to mention... A Yisroid based on this pasuk in Parak Yud Chav Gimel, Lo No one saw his brother. That's the way that the Torah describes the makav of Choshek. Nobody saw his brother. So very clear that for the midstream, one did not see the other. The person didn't see his own brother, he didn't see his friend. Which is obviously a very traumatic experience. It's obviously very devastating, it's obviously very difficult. And Chazal, the way they explain this Makkah is that during the first three days, they were simply unable to see each other. That was the first three days, which of course, very, very difficult not to be able to see. Very painful experience. And then as Khazal explained to us, for the next three days, it got much worse. How did it get worse than darkness? How, how can darkness get worse? The answer is, say Chazal. Very simple. So Tamimah has a whole mahalach on this also. That it became tangible. Almost as though you could feel and slice the actual darkness. It was so penetrating... That they were frozen in their places. They weren't able to react. They weren't able to talk to anyone. Of course, not see anyone. They weren't able to interact with anyone. It was completely by yourself. Complete darkness. Complete frozen by yourself. That's basically what the Torah is telling us. ish es achiv. ish Nobody moved. Nobody went anywhere. Nobody interacted or talked to anybody else. Devastating. Now, what's interesting to note is, if you think about the Makkas... It starts up very light, it starts, you know, affecting the water and the things around them, and eventually the animals, and it gets even worse, it affects them themselves with everything that went on with their skin. But it gets worse and worse. You would have expected the Makkah of Choishech, the second to last Makkah, to be so devastating that it's, it just, you know, it takes all the other ones and puts it in their pocket, but it doesn't seem to be that way. What is so bad? You go to the other Makas, it's, whoa! All their property, all their fields, all their produce, everything they owned, everything they had, gone. Nothing left. That's devastating, that's so difficult. People died throughout the other Makas also. Midrashim got full of how many people died from the Mako of how many people died from all the other Makas. And of it, okay, so it was dark. So they had to sit there alone. That might be a very big Yeshiva Brochah's paradise. Just, to just relax. Be by yourself. Nobody bothering you. No roommates making a noise. This is Gebalvik. What's so bad about the Makar of Choishech? That it seems to be the second to last, almost the climax of all of the Makars. What is so bad about the Makar of Choishech? So Rav Shabzai Shab- brings the famous Maggit of Yerushalayim. He brings a beautiful story to explain what this is, and through this story it demonstrates such a, such a powerful yisoyed that we have to implement in our lives Rabbi you the 11, that Sal tells the following, my son, he says about himself, it was always known that the Magidim used to go from town to town from city to city, even off the beaten path and they would cry, Machazik and they would give them chizik, and they would give them musa, and hopefully it would affect them, and it would do tremendous things for the community that they were talking to So Rabbi talks about one particular community he went to, completely in the middle of nowhere, isolated, no real sheiches to Yiddishkeit. These people grew up basically, Amaratzim, they had no idea about anything. And the Maggid gets there, and you can imagine the image of such a Yid, such a tzaddik. the whole town pours in, and he gets up to speak. And he says, Rabbi Esai, and he paints the picture of Gan Eden explaining what Canaidin is if a person does the mitzvahs, if a person keeps the Torah, ah, what he's going to get, the Shekhinah, it's amazing. And then he paints the picture of Gehenem, and how bad it looks for a person that does aviras, for a person that doesn't keep the Torah, doesn't do the mitzvahs, it's terrible. And he's trying to arouse them to do tshuva, to arouse them to have a greater connection with the Rabbi Yisholaylam. And one guy, in the middle of the Shmoos puts up his hand, he says, Rabbi, I would like to go to Gehenna please. And everybody's, <laughs> the rabbi's like, sorry, could you please explain? I, I would very much like to go to Gehenna He said, Because all you're telling me, in Ghanadian the big tzaddikim are sitting and learning Torah that with the Rabbinish Shalalam. He said, Listen, in all honesty, it's really not my speed. I have nothing to do with that. All my friends are complete amaratsim. None of them learn Torah. None of them do mitzvahs. They're all going to be in Gehenim. I'd much rather be with all my friends in Gehennem than by myself in Gan Eden with all of the Gewaltzegger Tzaddikim who are talking this Chinese stuff about Gemara and who knows what, that I don't understand, I don't appreciate. I'm not interested in being in I'd like to be in Gehennem with all of my friends. So the Maggid turns to him and he says, my dear friend, let me tell you something. You are making a tremendous mistake. And that is, if you think then in Gehenna, you're going to be with all your mates, with all of your friends, with all the people that you associated yourself in this world. You're making a mistake because Gehenna is totally isolated. It's by yourself. There's nobody there. You're just going to have to live with the, with the reality that you wasted your life, that you did nothing, that you didn't build a connection to the Rebbe You didn't do the mitzvah, you didn't keep the Torah. That's devastating. In Ghanedin, there are tzaddikim who are understanding what they did in this world. And if you're part of that, that means that you can understand them, that means you can react with them, you can be together with them. You can't imagine what that is. enemy is by yourself. Explains Reb Shab Sayyid What was the devastation of Makas Choishech? You know what it was? The devastation was that in all of the other Makas that we had up until now, it was devastating. Their property, their animals, their houses, their own bodies were being attacked. But there was a difference. They were able to talk to their friends. They were able to talk to others. They were able to relate their pain and other people accept their pain. They were able to talk it over when you can talk it over to somebody else. That changes the whole picture. Came along Makas Choishech and all of a sudden they were totally alone. They had nothing by themselves. No one to talk to no one to react to anything that they said do you know what devastation that was and how difficult that is that's how devastating the Makkah of Khoyshek was complete isolation completely by yourself Chazal tell us Mishnah Perkyovus and Perikala of the Vov the Yaivitz and others explain the importance of a person having a friend the Eilig brings down that when a person has a friend that someone to talk to it's someone to discuss things with. It's someone to associate with. It can save somebody's life, says the Bol Shem That's why you'll you do anything or spend money. Because you need a friend. You need people. You need people to discuss things with. You need people who are friendly with you. And the same thing goes the other way around. Other people also need you as a friend. I want to tell you, as I mentioned, it's going to be a short share. Just end off with one last keval And this maayza really represents everything we've been saying. This story was said... By the Rosh Hashiva of Riverdale, said amazing story. He said over the following that there was a head counselor of a camp, and the head counselor of the camp, at the first day of camp before the kids arrived, called all the staff together and he said, Rabbi you know, when the kids come on that bus, And then they come off into camp. You've always got that group of kids that are going to high-five each other. And this one's going to hug. And this one's going to be smiling and laughing. And they're going to be in groups of friends. And it's going to be great. It's going to be fun. It's going to be bubbly. It's going to be energetic. But there's always that one guy. There's always that one boy that's by himself. He's got no friends. He's got nobody. He's come by himself from a different school, from a different yeshiva. He's got nobody. And he thinks to himself, why did I bother coming to camp? I'm totally alone. the head counsellor said with so much passion I I want you to find that boy, find the boy that's like that, that's alone befriend him, be nice to him buy him a Danish and you'll see, you'll change his summer and you might even change his life so one particular counsellor took the initiative in the first moment when they came off the bus, he was watching eagerly to see who would be that boy And he finally saw a boy that was just sort of like randoming by himself. All the other boys were in groups and running here running there. This boy was running by himself. And he goes over to him and says, hi, what's your name? Where are you from? And he started talking to him and shoozing to him. Put his arm around his shoulder, took him to the canteen and said, I'd like to buy you a Danish. So he buys him a Danish, the boy smiles like anything. He goes running off to his camp bunkhouse and everything is great. has a great summer. This counsellor went over to the head counsellor. And he said, you know, I remember your speech at the beginning of camp. This was the end of camp. And he said, what was it that caused you to say that? You know, you talked with so much passion. You were so into that idea. What a great idea. And I did it. I did it. And it changed this boy's summer. No question about it. But why did you say it? And he said, I'll tell you why. Because 30 years ago, when I was in camp, I was that boy. I was the boy that was alone and by himself. And therefore, someone came over to me. And that person put his arm around my shoulder, bought me a Danish, and it changed my summer. And other I remember it, and how it could change somebody's life. So I wanted to implement that with you. And the counselor says, do you remember who that person was? So he says, yeah, I thought for a few minutes. And he says, I do remember, it was a guy called Eisenman. He says, oh, Eisenman, okay. He looked him up, he called him up. He said, Mr. Eisenman, Rabbi Eisenman, whatever he was, I want to tell you something. What you did was unbelievable. You implored into people, into Bokhrim, to do this idea. He became a head counsellor. He did it himself. You did it to this head counsellor 30 years ago. And he did it. He told us. And I did it to somebody else. But can I ask you a question? Why did you do it? And he said, I'll tell you why I did it. Very simple. Because 20 years before, a yid did it to me. And he also put his arm around my shoulder. And he bought me a Danish. And because of that, I was able become who I am and I was able to give over. And he said who was that? And they told him his name was Rav Shmuel Kamenetsky. Now they said one of the Bochum who was there and Rav Shmuel Kamenetsky's yeshiva Philadelphia it's not shy to ask Rav does he remember such a maissa because the amount of boys that he bought danishes for was unbelievable. But the yesoit is the yesoit and that is what you can do to somebody else by befriending someone else by helping someone else by stopping them from being lonely can change their entire life. That's the essay of this week's parasha. That's what we see for Makos Chayecha Shkoyach.